The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Fiona, thanks for holding. Tonight will be your last public meeting, is that right? Good morning. Good morning. Um, yes, it will after seven years. Um, it's a very bittersweet decision, but um, I think it's the right one, yeah. Why have you come to this decision at this time, Fiona? Well, you know, it's not something that it's been something that I've been thinking about for a while. Um, you know, essentially the last three years in particular, I haven't been able to play the role as I envision it. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, when I went to the electorate, I said I would be a fighting councillor that would be embedded in the communities that I would have a, a, a daily presence in different areas. And, and that's what I had managed to do, really, from the time I was co-opted through to even through the pandemic, really. Um, but then, as many people know, I had a bilateral mastectomy and reconstruction. Um, and that, the, you know, I had predicted that recovery would have taken a long time. But maybe a lot of people don't know it, but I had to have multiple surgeries after that as well, unfortunately. And that extended the recovery time out a lot unfortunately and I was still able to be active throughout this you know but um, not in the same way as being you know in the community all the time and you know representing people in terms of under-resourcing and helping to fight to get those resources and then um, I got pregnant and I was unfortunately violently ill for about seven months of that and then I was heavily pregnant when it was 30 plus degrees out and again I was kind of thinking right well listen I have the baby you know, I'll, I'll in you know a few months, you know, six months or so, or he's getting a bit older. I might have more time, but you know, that to be honest, that was just naivety, you know, because mm. it's becoming more clear, more and more clear now as I was looking into the next twelve months. Is that going to fundamentally change? <laughs> and I just had to be honest with myself. No, it's not. You know, um, and what I what I what I want to do is I could continue. You know. Um, you know, doing a few bits here and there, which is what I've been doing, you know, going to the council meetings. Um, and, and, you know, many councillors do just do that, you know, because it is a part-time, it's considered a part-time role. Really, there's as much work as you're willing to do in the position, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, that wasn't how I, that's not my mandate, and that's not how I went to the public when I got elected in the first place. So I made the decision that I think, um, I, you know, is it, best for myself and for you know, my, 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 my community and have decided to step down as of next month, as you mentioned. Okay, okay. well, we, we wish you well in that. You spoke to um, Donald O'Keefe for the Echo over the weekend and you made an interesting point. It's kind of a point that others have been saying from the outside of the council over the years, particularly those of us who've watched it for, for most of our adult lives as our job, it's a fairly powerless bunch of people, isn't it, Fiona? Really? Uh, absolutely. Uh, and this is something that I have to say. There's actually... there's uh, And the sinister element of this is that um, once upon a time in Irish politics, councillors did have quite a lot of position and a lot of corruption that came, uh, came with that power. Um, but since, really, the financial crash, those powers have been almost annihilated. You know, the only real powers that we have is some, um, you know, voting for some social housing projects and some active travel measures. And then you have the budget, but even the budget is packaged up to us and serves to us, and you can't move money between departments or anything like that, you know? Mm. So uh, there are some councillors who honestly need to project the idea that they're more powerful than they are. So when someone comes to them and say, you know, I need help with housing, I'm five years on the list, they go, absolutely, I will write you a letter, I will call the housing director, I will do everything in my power. 
that's not what I do. I have to be honest with people. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll, write, I'll, I'll write you the letter. I'll, I'll send a series of letters. Yes. But, but it's going to do nothing. Absolutely. And I think that's what we have to get through to people because it only, it only alienates people from local democracy because they're, they're looking at the communities, they're seeing the grass not being cut, they're seeing potholes on the ground. Nothing is happening. They have all of their elected representatives writing letters, banging the drum, and nothing is happening. And these councils are saying, well, vote for me and it will get better. So that's the, the case, Fiona, that if that's the case, and to be fair, I can't disagree with the words you say. There was a time when your local councillor was a very powerful individual who, if you brought a case to him or her, they would, yes, they'd write you that letter. That letter would need to be read, need to be responded to. You might get what you wanted in the end, but you'd be able to see that some, there are wheels that can be greased and doors that can be opened through a council. There was a time when they'd far more. They don't have now. So the question is, there's local elections May, is it this time next year? Now we'll be in the, in the midst of it. Why would anybody bother? Well, I think that's, I think, part of the reason why I'm stepping down because change can be facilitated, but it has to be fought for tooth and nail and it can't just be the councillor. The count, how I envision the council position is as a voice for the struggles of working-class communities. And I'll give you an example of that. The Leaside Apartments campaign, which I was, yeah, I was, you know, yeah. I was one of the, the key advisor of that campaign. That was a great success that ended up with, you know, 11 families not being, you know, turfed out. Many of them ended up homeless. Many homeless families ended up getting housing and more besides that. That was two years' battle. The residents themselves going through misery or TV meetings where, I, where I, was, I was present, represented them, drafting letters, protests, the media were fantastic on that. That was two years of constant fighting work that ultimately resulted in success. And but would that have been... Would, that you would, need that level of activity. Well, here's the thing, Fiona. Sorry, here's the thing. Would you have been as effective as Fiona Ryan, well-known local activist, or Fiona Ryan... Member of the city council, would you have been equally as effective in both in either role? Um, I, I think um, you can do much, uh, and I think you know uh, a lot can be done without the council position, of course. You know, but I think that the the benefit, as I see it, as a socialist, as an activist, as a campaigner, is that it, it gives prominence and is a platform. So I don't think I would have gotten the similar levels of, of media, national media in particular, as an individual. And um, I think that being able to Every single month, at the time, I think it was actually every two weeks, you know, bringing this up at council level, putting it into the executive space, meeting with the director of services, um, and on, you know, that, that, that is the benefit of it. It gives you access, mm. I suppose. Um, but access alone isn't enough. It has to come with constant pressure and struggle to put, to, in order to force change, really. And I can't do that level of activity anymore, which makes me less of an effective counsellor as I, I think, used to be. I think you'd agree with me, Fiona, but there was a time when the management side of City Hall had no choice but to listen to the elected side of City Hall, and if there was a thing that the elected side just wasn't going to put up with, they had some ability to prevent it. That has all changed now. Oh, absolutely. Cork and all fact, Ireland is ran by unelected unaccountable officials um, of which we they, that is where the power is um, and it, it is an enormous shame it's the reason why Ireland ranks joint last in the European Local Democracy Index for example um, it? It, it does where would yes. I see that list I've never seen that list uh, um, uh, A. Quindlin from UCC Politics actually was oh, the one good. who provided me that, that particular bit of info um, I'll see if I can, I can find it out and I'll put it up on Twitter 
um, for anyone who's interested. But but yes, um, it is, that is the is the case, and um, it is uh, you know that 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 is the, the main reason for it. We have you know no ability to fundraise outside of. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Raising rates, raising local property tax, or raising, or, or raising rents. You know, that is the only three funding mechanisms we have available to us. Since the, you know the era of local government grants being cut again, that was a financial crash. Mind you, and, and, and as at the same time, and you have, have enormous waste. <laughs> well, you have Cork City Council, a council that has reached all of its housing targets in the last number of years, and has quite an admirable one of five and a half thousand over the next couple of years. You so, know, my, my my point in terms of the executives, it's not personal, it's political. There there are some executives who, you know, I think do, do good work, you know, versus others who literally mm-hmm. I can't have a conversation with. Um, but I think the point is, again, this goes right back to national. It always goes back to national. The targets are the problem. The targets are dropping the ocean compared to the actual need. Even Damien English, met, you know, admitted that the Housing for All targets are not sufficient mm. to meet with the need that's there now, you know. And again, you know, when we make up, we make this point, I've, I've been a big advocate around the um, Docklands to get something moving there because it's the largest land bank in the city. It's really going to, sh- you know, shape the future of Cork City significantly. I've been, I've been trying to get, you know, a plan of action for, okay, the council can go ahead, affordable housing scheme, social, cost rental, whatever, but something, someone mm. has to get moving. And we've been told just, nope, Nope, we've meeting our targets, and, and you know the argument that the targets aren't good enough. They go, well, that's government policy, do, you know. Do, do do I sense, Fiona? Lastly, and you've explained very clearly um, your your reasons for stepping aside, your health, and I'm sorry to hear that your you, you, your health has been so difficult. Obviously, the pressures of being of being a young woman, all of those things. Do I sense a little bit of frustration as well? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's something I've been quiet about over the years, particularly if you have a look at my social media, you can see me, um, you know, to cry, especially just the, the computer says no kind of approach towards, um, you know, very reasonable claims. Um, an example recently. Um, I was I was getting frustrated with the tendency. Now you can degree degree or disagree with this, but that's not the point I'm making about removing bins and removing benches in um, response to antisocial behaviour because we just lose amenities and then the antisocial behaviour moves a couple of metres up the road. You know, mm-hmm. um, my first response was, well, you know, we we don't take these issues lightly. So I said, fair enough. I went back and I asked for a policy change that antisocial behaviour is not sufficient basis to remove. Um, a public amenity and he literally copied and pasted the last answer <laughs> that I got even though it was quite like and I, I, I spoke about this in the council meeting and, and he just didn't respond you know yeah. the director of services in, in question yeah there was no there was no there was no no response to what you were saying I get you I get you Fiona listen it's it always been a, it's always been a pleasure yeah. to speak with you on the programme over the years and I, I, I wish you well in your future and I hope that your, your health improves 
thanks a million, PJ. And I'll still be around as an activist, maybe just not as not as much <laughs> and not from the council chamber. <laughs> Take care and thank you very much. That's uh, Councillor, outgoing Councillor Fiona Ryan. Courts 96 FM. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.